0: What's up, what's up, what's up? What's going on, George? Dama and Maja. Dama and Maja. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm George. And I'm James.
1: And this is our show where we talk about everything, duty, illusion, and all kinds of crazy shit in between. Everything in
0: between, so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Things that are in between. What we must do and what is not real. What is real, or
1: what we just think is real? Which is what you were illusion. saying.
0: Duty and illusion. It's such an interesting contrast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We'll have to explore that more on another episode. Well, we explore it every time, don't we? Yeah, I suppose we do. Yeah, yeah. But what are we talking about today, George? I'm so excited for this topic. <laughs> I'm so excited for this <clears throat> topic.
1: Well, I guess, uh, I, I guess this time, uh, prompted by you, uh, but I'm I'm happy to oblige. Is the I guess, the the trials and tribulations of self-acceptance. Yes.
0: I love this topic. And I, can <laughs> I tell you why I love this topic so much, George? Please tell me and tell our listeners. Of course. Because it goes back to many years ago. Many years ago. And I want to set the frame with this. <laughs> I because, love it. Bring because, it. Because our friendship survived it and has grown more since. Totally. Totally. And it, it involved... I was I was I was I was running this marketing program called Gym Launch. It was one of the most scandalous piece of shit things really? that I ever tried to put myself through. It involved a bunch of just like really bad like sales and marketing rhetoric. Yeah, That involved like a lot of trickery and manipulation.
1: You were super jaded on the marketers, marketing marketers, right? Totally
0: jaded on it, but I somehow convinced myself that I needed to do this, that I needed to accept it and figure it out. But like the whole thing was kind of a con. Um, But, you know, and that also perhaps some of it was my perspective and what I brought to it. But the whole thing was just kind of a gas and, and, you know – it wasn't something that I, I really felt good about doing at the end of the day. Like
1: ass like blowing smoke up. Your yeah, house?
0: you know, just like you have this like this this internet marketing funnel with just like all these insane, you know, results unbelievable, and then you kind of like play on the scarcity rhetoric and you mm-hmm. like tell people that like you run out and then act now, limited spots exa- available. That kind of stuff, but like to an even worse degree. I mean that stuff works though, doesn't it? It does, but then like there are people who catch you. And then they're just like, what is wrong with you? You're a liar. You're really? unethical. And that kept happening. Wow. Right? It kept happening. And I was like, ah, why am I doing this? You know? Oh, wow. But the, the the sad part of it, George, was this. Finally, when I like learned to kind of see through that, and be like, you know what, man? Like, I'm still helping people. Like, yeah. this is part of life. Uh-huh. And, and I'd closed like, I think I closed like nearly two grand sales one day. And I totally reversed the tide because I ran out of, I'd started with 10 grand. Uh-huh. Paying the marketers and stuff. Wow. And I whittled my way down to 800 bucks in my bank account. Oh, my God. Okay. I finally made the system work when my back was against the wall. Just like the head guy, the head marketing guy told told me this was going to happen. No way. Just stick it out, you know? (laughs) And I was like, yes, I made it work. But I reached out to him that day, George. I reached out to him. I'm I'm like, Alex, man, I'm like, I need your help, dude. Like, things are bad right now. Like, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, just throw me a sign, like, let me know that things are going okay. Yeah. So meanwhile, I closed 1,600, 2,000 business. I finally got comfortable with the sales script. I finally got comfortable pitching to people in that way. Right. Being relaxed and casual about it or whatever. Yeah. This guy hits me up. His people hit me up. They're like, we're we're dropping you from the program. So. Oh my God. Just because he didn't feel like he had the time. What? Right? Damn. Yeah. It was just, Somebody you didn't want to deal with. That's cold. I know, dude. And I was just like, and that is when I fell into this pit. Oh. And I was like, dude, like I was just about to get this gym off the ground. I just learned to make the system work. Yeah. I just like resolved my own moral qualms with it. Uh-huh. And this person did not care enough. Oh, wow. Did not care enough. Wow. And so this is when you and I started to have these talks about self-acceptance Yeah, and I was like, I was still like rejecting myself. Like I'm not good enough. You know? Yeah. Like I can't believe I, you know, that happened, but how, how did I screw that up? You know, I was still uh-huh, like upset uh-huh. at myself and I was like, right. man, what if I had just gotten into work better? You know, I could have like gotten the gym off the ground. I uh-huh. could have just like helped, you know, these people with their, their failing business, this old couple mm. were running a gym. And so I was, I was in like this headspace that was just completely toxic to myself. Yeah. You know, even though I put forth such valiant effort. Right. And I just right, reached, totally. out, reached out for help. Uh-huh. And that's when we started to have this exchange about self-acceptance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's when I was just rejecting the idea of it as, as too easy. Right.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because I had exactly. done my end of things and I was still blaming myself.
1: Right. And we had hung out, I think like a little bit before that time. Yeah. Um, I was, I was in Simi. And you were coming over and I was like, not just starting the Vipassana tip, but like I was I was like, I don't know, a couple of years into it. And you came over as like, oh, let's meditate together. And you're like, oh right. grumbling. <laughs> fine. Always grumbling about meditation. Fine. Always grumbling about Like it. begrudgingly sitting Be- to you know? <laughs> Yeah. And then and then I think it was like probably I don't know, like a few months after that, or like six months after that, right? Something like that.
0: Yeah, this topic, man.
1: So, uh, so yeah, you you said that you're like yeah, you and your you and easy your easy self acceptance, <laughs> and I was I think I said something like, yeah, James, I don't know, I don't want to, uh, I, I, I I don't. <laughs> I'm not really interested in a an intellectual dick swinging contest yeah. with you. I think I said something like that. Something like that. And I was I was basically like, yeah, peace out. Yeah. You know, I, I I remember I was like, uh, I it sounds like you're you're going through some some shit right now. Yeah. You that know? was. Yeah, sure. and you. Were, but then you like threw it back on me. You're like, don't you? Don't you try to. You know, don't you try to, like... Oh, no, it got ugly. ...analyze me or something like that. <laughs> I did like, say that. Oh. I can see what you're trying to oh, do.
0: Oh. You know, I was, I was just... <laughs> I had all kinds of marketing manipulation crap in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, because you're, like, using that on other people, of too. Of course, and dude. Like, and it was just... Then somebody was using head. it on you. Yeah, the whole thing was all screwed up. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Oh so, my God. But so... That's in, so funny, dude. In recent months... You know, what happened is I hit you up, right? Yeah. I reached yeah. out to you after uh-huh. – it had been years since we talked
1: It had been – yeah, it had been some time, like at least a couple of years, I think. Wow. You know? I mean, I don't think I talked to you at all at the point I was living in Hollywood Hills. Yeah. You know, and that was like two years. And so, you know, I'm like a year, almost a year and a half, not quite, but just over a year living here. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, like at least three years. At least three years. Really.
0: And I hit you up. And really what the problem was, and I want to make this clear, as vivid as possible. The big problem was that I was having some serious problems accepting myself. Mm. That's why I got mm-hmm. in touch mm-hmm. with you. Right. Because what had happened was I'd have, you know, this girl who was one of my followers, uh-huh. you know, like engaging and interacting with my stories constantly. Right. Talk about her. And how you know we kind of got into this entanglement, she and I, uh-huh. this big fantasy pie in the sky relationship. Yeah. But the big like thing that I think drove that relationship or entanglement, uh, you know, to its you know blossoming and just you know crashing rapidly, was, you know, each time this girl would engage with me or try and mess with me or, t- or just engage with me at first, it was like what does she actually see in me? Right. Mm. Like, and what could
1: I possibly have that she wants? Possibly
0: have that this person wants. Damn. Like what is, like, what is, and and like you said, you know, like jokingly, you've said like to me about (laughs) in in the context of romance, it's like, Oh, this idiot, how could you actually love me? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you jokingly, you know, and it's been, it's been funny, but it's, it's also terribly it's it's funny because it's true and it's also terribly sad when it's real.
1: It's funny except it's <laughs> my life.
0: <laughs> and and so that's my that's my damaging <laughs> confession. It's, yeah is yeah. is chronically for mm. me, my barometer for my own self-acceptance or mm-hmm. sense of self-worth has been that. Right. It's when, you know, girls who I might be attracted to actually reach out to me and are like, I like you. Right. Yeah. I like you. I like the way you show up. I like the way you present, like whatever it is about me,
1: you know, right? those strong dominant women,
0: you know, and, and maybe they're looking at me as a strong dominant man. I don't know, you know, whatever it is they're reaching out for. Maybe they see a sucker. I don't know, yeah. no, but that's a cynical yeah. way of framing it. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: You know, definitely. But, um, <clears throat> and there's always this initial hostility and suspicion that like tr- Typically, I've experienced mm. this aversion, intense aversion, fear. Right? Like, what does she want from me? Mm. Like, why is she doing this? Yeah. Right. And so there's like this intense unconscious lack of self acceptance, intense unconscious even self hatred. You know? Right. Right.
1: Well, I think as we've talked about before, there's a there's there's also this frame that you're acting in, which is on the receiving end of a dominant female, sure. you know? And it's like the script is flipped and instead of you pursuing and sort of like knowing what you want and knowing your like worth and value. yeah, It's like, okay, well, who's going to accept me? I'm just going to wait for someone to, to come. And it's almost like, you know, wait and, and to come and sweep me off my feet. Yeah. 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 It's
0: like I, I have every 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 young girl who's ever watched a Disney movies fantasy in my head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you're like the big burly big motherfucker burly like
0: What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's my that's my sort of strange fantasy but like I guess I guess the the interesting part about it to me too is like you said there's like this lack of a sense of acceptance for myself because mm-hmm. the challenge seems to be like because somehow I can't find a way to give it to myself. Right. I'm extremely receptive and vulnerable Mm -hmm. to whatever throws itself at me. Right. 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 And you respond to that. I respond, but you know, I will say I've been discerning because there have been many females who've thrown themselves at me. And like, Uh I I really only engage with the ones who I find attractive and who I find to have interesting traits, you know, whatever, whatever the status of the sort of passive, strategy quote unquote is it's not a strategy it's it's me trying to avoid pain right
1: (laughs) absolutely and 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 the the funny thing is like i identify with that so much myself too you know having a strong female influence in my life sure you know i was um i was raised in a sense to be like submissive and giving yeah you know as a child so like i i wasn't really raised You know, I mean, my, my father was around, but, but he wasn't, you know, like he was there, like his, he was there, but he wasn't there as like a strong male masculine influence. Of course. You know, like my mother definitely, uh, wore the pants in the relationship. God bless you, dad. You know, (laughs) it just is what it is. Yeah. And, um. And like I can see, generate generationally, yeah. how he was he was so uh, like I don't want to say subservient, but but definitely in a certain like idol idolization of his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very close to his mother, sure. and of course, my mother resented that. You know, and it's it's just so. Strange, but apparent how these things travel down the generations to where I would become very similar in that capacity. Mm -hmm. And so I thankfully had the wherewithal to recognize this and realize that, that I was carrying it so I could actually change it. But, but a lot of the realization, well, a lot of the insight, didn't really come until like neck deep in in like days of meditation. You know, it wasn't like I was I was like going to therapy or um, or like talking this out with anybody really. Yeah. You know, it was just something that sort of spontaneously happened. I mean, there was a there was a, a pretty toxic relationship I had years ago that that sort of brought that out, that I had a mother complex, you know? And it was really that that I had this older, dominant female influence in my life. Yeah. And I was like doing things to please her. For sure. You know, in order to get validation. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think a lot of men, um, specifically who are raised by, like dominant women or, or like single mothers, mm-hmm. um, have that, you know, and, and it's, it's like, there's no slight on single mothers or, or, um, anybody like we just, yeah. we just do what we do. We don't, we don't realize what we're doing. Like it's all unconscious, of course. you know, but, um, but yeah, so I just, I'm just saying like, I, I totally identify with where you're at. And um, and thankfully, I've just been able to, in some capacity, get over that hump and realize like, oh, OK, I have to actually take the take the bull by the horns, if you will, as a, a more like self-assured man, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and this is really intense for me because, you know, as we even discussed earlier today, Like typically with the girls that I've been with or tried to be with, it's like they have to sort of pull me through. Like first there's like a traumatic reaction I have being close to them. Right. Mm. Pull me through, you know, and then only if they keep pulling me through through and keep pulling me through, am I able to sort of like act the way they want me to assertive, dominant, aggressive. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And self-assured. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, but like.
1: It's like only if that acceptance comes from the outside. exactly Will you actually accept your sort of. My role. Role, yeah.
0: Yeah. The role that I'm being asked to play. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because this has been a, a, a source of intense shame for me very recently, right? Mm. That I've been working through, you know, um, let's just get another sort of complicated, perhaps failed love tryst. Right. (laughs) And, 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 uh, and the question, you know, becomes like, well, what do I do now? Like, and, you know, overwhelmingly it's like the big challenge is okay. Yeah. To acknowledge, like I need to like feel good enough about myself and good enough about what I'm doing to, to go, get it to be aggressive right mm-hmm. you know when the time is right when the you know all the all the signs are in my favor um but uh on the back end of that it's like okay well you keep trying and you keep failing and this is kind of who you are you know like this is your kind of shine sweet you know mm-hmm. like and until until like you feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, of course, there's a lot of also developmental reasons for that. I think I, I told you this one. It's a cute little anecdote that displays, I know, something about my relationship with my mom. Where, you know, I'm sitting on the couch one day and she comes over very sweetly and says, James, honey, would you like a glass of water? Maybe I was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. This is curious. Sure, mom. I mean, that's really kind of you. I'm not used to this kind of treatment for me. And she's like, okay walks away and then she comes back and she says, well, you can go get it yourself. Oh, You've got wow. two legs, don't you? And it, like, this was the kind of thing. It was like, she would like lure me into this sort of trust and sweetness. And I'm going to wow. do something kind for you. And then immediately be rejecting harsh and cruel. Right. Wow. And so like, this was, listen, I love my mom and I only want to be sweet to her. I think mm-hmm. I told you this movie. Yeah,
1: forward. yeah, yeah. Because
0: I think she had all these expectations <clears throat> forced upon her by the religion that she's a part of and by my father to have six children. And I don't think that that poor woman ever needed to have six children. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I don't think it was good for her, you know, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah. and it certainly wasn't good for, for, you know, at least a, a number of us, you know, <laughs> um, and probably for me, me in so many ways, but, right. but, uh, so this kind of thing, it's just like, I think this is, you know, that sort of thing on top of so many other things, you know, just, you know, um, my, my family life is kind of like a site of chronic violence where I was kind of tasked to protect an inept father. well. well Common connection, mm. you know, a, a father who was, who was, not able to stand up and protect. I, you know, as a, as a young, younger guy, I had right. to protect my father, from my brother, who's very violent, aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. and that just happening over and over again and no justice being done to it. And like the sense of damage and oppression and fear. And you know, what, what I notice subjectively is if there's a girl that I really like and I start to feel like warm feelings feelings of affection and feelings like, like things felt when family life was uncomplicated and happy for me,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: immediately it's like, I tremble in fear, you know, Mm. when am I going to get stabbed?
1: Right. Because you know, something is coming when history has shown that, uh, that if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, it's not safe. I'm going to be hurt. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so,
0: Yeah. Countless hours of therapy, counseling, coaching, talking, 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 talking about it. Mm-hmm. And this reaction still comes up. Right. Me, right, right, right. And so I think part of what I've been excited about though, George, and reconnecting with you is, you know, I've taken up your challenge, to start meditating
1: mm-hmm.
0: every day, Yeah. 30 minutes I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing at the very least at this point that I can, I'm doing a better job of forgiving myself for this, mm. right? I'm not mm-hmm. hating myself for the fact that I hate myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hating myself for the fact that I have these challenges. As yeah. much. yeah. I'm still, I'm still like ashamed. I'm still working through it, and it sucks. Right, right. I still feel embarrassed, and there's this like social awkwardness because it's like, man, how, how am I going like, to? am I going to even hang out with my friends anymore who like are involved in this and try to set me up? Whatever. Yeah. You know, all, this, all this, all this crap that's going through my head. Yeah,
1: yeah. Self consciousness
0: and fear. And, but still like with the meditation, it's like, you know, I I might have started the day with all these sort of reactive judgments against myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Like literally
0: I'll start my day before I started meditating in particular, I'd start my day, look myself in the mirror and be like, fuck you, you know? And that was like the condition <laughs> of me even being able to like take my morning piss, you know? Wow. Yeah. Gnarly stuff. Wow. right? Yeah. But, but since I've been meditating, it's like, that's been easing up. Mm. And so it's just. It feels like it's baby steps. But George, I mean, it's rant- totally baby steps. Yeah. Granted I'm I'm perhaps the odd case, but perhaps not. You know, I think this experience is is very common for lots of men, you know. Definitely. Lots of men who just are ashamed to even talk about it. For sure. I right? mean, <laughs> we, you know,
1: it's it's stigmatized against men talking about their feelings, right? About about their Deep dark traumas and, and uh insecurities. I mean, you know, that's part of the toxic masculinity that has been so pervasive in our culture, you know, is that you just brood. Yeah. You just sit there Keep it to yourself and you fucking take it. Keep it to yourself. Exactly. And you groan in front and, grunt and maybe <laughs> and maybe kill somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Kill somebody, kill yourself. Yeah. Go on a yeah, shooting yeah, spree. Exactly. Let's let's exactly. go, let's go on a shooting spree, right? Right, now. right. You know? And so so this is really interesting because this is a huge thing. Like when we talk about public health and men's health and men's mental health, you know, the fact that so much of this is suppressed and there's no safe space to talk about it. Right. right. And and it's so sneered at, you know, for, for us to come forward. Totally. And to admit to any of this, I mean, is this not... <laughs> as as George's girlfriend attempts to call him. Yeah, right. Right. I'm texting her. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is a funny interruption. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is man time, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you, baby. We're in we're in men's group. Yeah. Um, um so um, I guess the interesting thing is like what do we like We're working on it, you know, and I'm definitely getting tons, tons of help and support from you, you know, to, to sort of work through this stuff and to start accepting myself, you know, and accepting, yeah, like I've had a rough time and I I can't blame myself for it. I just need to kind of make attempts, work through it if that's Mm -hmm. what I want to do. Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I've seen lately in the last few years, um, the resurgence of men's groups, Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, the, the safe space that men can go to and talk about their feelings. Yeah. And it's, it's quite the experience really. Yeah. You know, um, I've been to, uh, a few of them in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see the, the motley crew of, of dudes who show up that, uh, that are able to, in some capacity, uh, be vulnerable with themselves. Yeah. And uh, and just have that kind of um, have that kind of uh, like open uh, forum for a guy to maybe let go and and sometimes cry. Yeah. You know, it's like it's such a beautiful thing. I've, I've there was like one guy, one of these men's groups, and he's like, man, you guys have no idea the women that are waiting for you. You know, like if, if they can see this, this assembly of men and how we're able to open up with ourselves, yeah. like there are women just, just like begging for that, you know? And there was a book, uh, it was, I think it was, was it a book or or just some, something I saw? I, I don't remember, but it was like, basically if you can become 10% better, it stands out and speaks volumes over the, the uh, you know, the sea of other men out there. Sure. Because it probably is a small percentage of us, who, although, or I'll be like still hundreds of thousands, but it's still a small like percentage of people and then men who are sort of on this path comparatively. Yeah.
0: We're you know? making the attempt.
1: Yeah. And. And sometimes we have to look at ourselves and, and, and kind of like, not congratulate ourselves, but just give credit where it's due, yeah. you know? And, and that's part of the journey of self-acceptance too. Yeah. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm not who I used to be in a good way. Yeah. It's, it's like so much more common for, for somebody to say like, wow, I'm not, I'm not who I used to be and, and I don't like myself. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's the road less traveled to, to like walk uphill. You know, it is an uphill battle because you got to go against your, your like complexes and the mind that you've known and lived by yeah. since you were a, a, a toddler and learning what would become, uh, your own personality and set of, uh, beliefs. So. I mean, I got to give you credit, James, because because you are taking this road less travel and it's not fucking easy. Yeah. You know, but it's um, but it's worth it.
0: It is worth it. Well, so that's the gnarly thing is when I look back, you know, what a strange and misguided place I was in to where, you know, I, I was feeling so much pressure. To produce, to achieve, to to, do, and I still go through this. Mm -hmm. Be this, be that, do that. A man needs to this. A man needs to X and Y and Z. Mm -hmm. Anything other than just be accepted for who he is. Yeah. And the love and the value and the goodness that he gives to others. It doesn't have to be tangible. It doesn't have to. I. You know. Granted, like. Yeah. No, the girl wants to know if I can screw a light bulb in change her oil. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like yeah. maybe I suck at those things, you know, like right, and, right. And maybe, maybe that doesn't matter. And that's the point is like, like, you know, we're, we're so valued for our utility yeah, as men that that's the lens through which we start to see ourselves Mm -hmm. as, as a means for production, as a means for production, as a means of getting things done as a means for providing. Mm -hmm. And, and for me, it's like, I guess the one strong play I have in that department is protecting people. Right. And, and that's just because, you know, that's kind of like, you know, like a, 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 a disposition I've acquired from not having been protected. It's a mm. very strong urge mm. to protect people who, who might, might be in, in, in physical danger. And that's why, you know, I gra- gravitated towards, you know, working in private security, you know, mm-hmm. and also in, in you know, gravitate towards the military and, and why I, I serve military and law enforcement and, and, uh, you know, public safety Right. as a fitness provider is I want to be involved with that. I want to, be involved with with people who who protect others and it doesn't hurt that you're also big and <laughs> <laughs> well and and that's a also an interesting compensation too in and of itself right right <laughs> yeah but uh but um i guess you know it's so interesting though like yeah like we have these roles that we're expected to play right and and perhaps it's it's natural and good and in the context of romance and love and stuff like that, it's important for us to occupy these roles. Mm-hmm. But like what's not talked about is how to do so functionally, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how to exist
1: uh, with value in a state of being versus doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're constantly as men doing. And, and I mean, I, I guess just people in general these days, we value doing being a doer being being a productive quote unquote member of society sure. yeah. you know that um, that the the ineffable quality of being is something that's it's undervalued but when you're in the presence of somebody who is adept at that you don't realize how how magnetic it is
0: exactly exactly man and we both know like we both know like the social situations we're in, you know, because you and I have both worked on ourselves mm-hmm. and you know, whatever problems we've come from, we've tried to rectify and reconcile. Mm-hmm. We both we know what it's like, you know, when someone's like, man, you know, like you just have really good energy, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't always have that. Yeah. I can, obviously I can get agitated, afraid, scared, you know mm-hmm. all locked up inside my head Yeah. but like when you recognize i think at some point how crucial the thing it is to to do this work and to start trying to accept yourself and honor yourself respect yourself like it becomes that much easier to give that back
1: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and 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 in that respect it becomes um in a sense more valuable than being a doer yeah because it's more rare yeah you know and and it's it's obviously valuable because it's something that we're aspiring towards yeah this beingness right this is the being okay with being yourself in your skin yeah at the moment yeah or in the moment yeah you know, and, and it's something that uh, a lot of people have a hard time with. It's why a lot of people say that they can't meditate. They can't sit still for five fucking minutes without like reaching for the phone or <laughs> or trying to turn something on or do something. Oh, I, I'm thinking of this thing. Okay, I just got to go do this thing. Like, we can't just be. We
0: can't visit ourselves. We don't have the courage to see yeah. ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, because God knows what you're gonna find.
0: Yeah gnarly stuff or what's going to find you
1: (laughs) you know like (laughs) like i was say i I mean i'll say it again you're not thinking thoughts thoughts are thinking you so it becomes this scary demon of like what's lurking in the deep dark corners of your mind
0: well we had this discussion two or three weekends ago where i was just on one and i came down to san diego to hang out with you and and our friend and yeah, at the compound, at the voodoo land, at this, this tent we've gotten you know, in Auggie's <laughs> backyard. It's almost, almost like a wilderness type situation.
1: Yeah, that oh. tent's
0: about to be upgraded too. Look at that. And um, three cheers to Augie for just looking out for the homies. But, yeah, um, boy. But when when I got <laughs> down there and I was kind of in the throes of my own despair that morning, hadn't slept well, had a client request a refund, had all this crap in my head. It was mm-hmm. just a sad story about having ruined things with this girl when I hadn't yet, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, at least. Um <laughs> uh, I remember just like you. You finally you woke up. You know George values his sleep. Another important <laughs> part of self care. It's true. Get your sleep. Like you can't accept yourself. if You don't sleep well. It's true. You see, one might frame it as laziness. No, no, no.
1: I call it self care.
0: Yeah, it is. Listen, if you if you don't sleep enough, like that's that's a hateful thing. It is. Um, it is. And uh, and so I remember stepping into the tent just. Being all jacked up in my head, and you're sitting there in your calm repose, your legs crossed, and you're like, "Come in, I know you can do it." Eight minutes left. You look at your clock, <laughs> and, I, and I was just so jacked up, and I'm like, "The <sighs> similar reactions for you." <sighs> that's right. That's trying to right. get my tight hips to fold. That's right. Fine, George. It's okay. You can't fold
1: your. You can't fold your your legs. Sit just on the chair. Sit in the chair. Just sit.
0: And I and I just out of like. This begrudging sense of affection and love for George at the time, (laughs) because clearly I had none for myself at the moment. (laughs) I sat (laughs) And, and I sat and we went, we went on a drive and we talked about it. And I was like, George, you know, every time I try and sit and meditate, you know what I think? You remember what I said to you? No. It was, fuck this and fuck me. Fuck the world. <laughs> this is stupid. It doesn't work. It doesn't help. I hate everything. I hate myself. I hate it all. Oh, Why God. was I even fucking born? This is a bad idea. <laughs> and and then, you know, I said, but what would happen if I actually like pushed through those thoughts and just did it every day? Mm-hmm. was in the discipline of sitting mm-hmm. 30 minutes quietly every day just with my attention focused only on what was going on inside me, trying to learn to observe all that mental chatter activity, unfocused, all these profound powers and gifts that are not in harmony with themselves. Mm-hmm. What if I started to just stare at these things, learn to observe them and observe myself with compassion and loving kindness? What would happen mm-hmm. if I? did made myself do that mm-hmm. i have a sense of loving discipline mm-hmm. for 30 minutes a day every day and we're discovering it i don't hate myself as much and it feels good to say that mm. <laughs> dude that's awesome
1: it just gave me chills actually you oh, saying wow, that dude. wow
0: wow it almost it almost kind of sounds pathetic to, to frame it that way but it's. It's quantifiable, you know, and it's true and it's like, well, and that's,
1: that's what I was, (laughs) what I was saying off air too, is that, um, like only do it if it renders benefit, Yeah, um, you know, and, and even, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say immediate benefit, but at least benefit over a certain period of time. You know, and and it's been what, like two or three weeks now. He said, "Yeah," and you've done it every day.
0: Yeah, it's been like fifteen days.
1: I mean, it's been more than than I've sat. You know, like I sk- sometimes I'll skip a day here and there, but I always get back on the horse. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's awesome, dude. Like if that's if that's what you've been able to, I'm not gonna say achieve, but but experience yeah. in two weeks. Like imagine. You know, a month or six months, you know, and then and then condense that into a period of time where you, you you spend a whole day, or maybe two days or three days doing that, and only that, you know. Wicked! This is what. Yeah. Wicked. This this is this is where Ugh. that that self acceptance comes not as a focus but as as a result. Yeah. You know, and and you're just uh, you're just. Um, exponentially increasing that benefit just by the mere uh, act of like sitting still.
0: Gnarly. Gnarly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm a lousy meditator. I get carried away in my fantasies and my daydreams that are sometimes too pleasant, sometimes too horrifying, mm-hmm. sometimes too scary. I get I get pulled, sucked in by just chasing chasing these imaginary pleasures and obsessions yeah and thinking about the past and whatever it is but this is really part of the process isn't it
1: absolutely it's just obser- observing the concomitants of the mind these are all of the different stories the the broken record that's been playing for years and years and years like it's it's still there if you're not feeding it it's still it's still existing based on the past yeah. uh, mental input that you've already given it. You know, it's like um, the the Buddha would talk about uh, physical inputs and mental inputs. You know, physical inputs are what we would equate to food. The body can survive a certain period of time before it dies. Yeah. You know, like we have our own fat stores and everything to uh, to to survive off of, but eventually the body dies. The same goes for, for, uh, the mind and the thought forms that we've been feeding and agreeing with those stories that you've been saying, yes, that's true. Yeah. You know, um, unwittingly, but by doing what you're doing and then eventually by, by actually focusing on the body and allowing the sensations to come up and stop feeding those, the those mental inputs will stop being given by the the merit of what you're doing now. Or eventually those thoughts and thought forms will die as well. You know, so you're you're just witnessing sort of what remains, you know, and some of those things are still going to give into and some of them not, but by the process of of just observing and then redirecting you know, your attention back into your body, back into your breath, whatever, um, you take, you sort of take your control back. Yeah. You know, And, and it's not gonna say it's like a process of letting go necessarily, but it's just redirecting focus. Absolutely. And at the same time, being able to observe that you did get lost in a thought, but that that isn't actually you, you know, like you are not your mind.
0: Yeah and, and so and you know what I'm calling from everything you're saying is like basically what we've talked about previous is you know well but there's new insight here because it's it's as if it would seem as if meditation itself is like so powerfully linked with acceptance to where it almost makes the sound of self acceptance stupid it makes the idea of self acceptance sound stupid because <laughs> you stop like you start to see that you're not yourself in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like that there is no self. Right. That there's just this kind of bundle of experiences and fantasies and projections and, and ideas. And, and you start to see yourself from this sort of distant and compassionate perspective, perhaps, where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just one of many drops of consciousness and life. Mm-hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so you stop taking your own personal shit so personally.
1: Right. (laughs) It's like that. So that part of yourself that you were dies. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I'm not that either.
0: But it's, and, 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 and I will say that for me, the experience of, there is an experience of letting go. Really, it's it's an experience of refusal to let go because I Mm. noticed that where Mm. it's like, I'm still caught up in the fan. Oh, the fantasy is just carrying me away. Oh, it's drifting. Oh, that feels good. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm oh, oh ah. and so, but as I do it more and more, you know, um, and some days are better and some days are worse. And some days I don't know like exactly what's going on, but it feels like even just taking that time aside, as unskilled as I am,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and letting those. Fantasies even run their course and maintaining the most minimal distance from them Mm -hmm. where I'm still enveloped in them. I'm still enjoying them. Right. But I'm just like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah." like that is still fostering this. Like I'm a clumsy meditator. I'm not very good. Mm -hmm. It's still fostering this benefit.
1: Right. I mean, look at it this way. (laughs) Like this morning, I sat for 30 minutes too. Yeah. And I, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what happened. Yeah. Like where my thoughts were, if I was completely out of it, how focused I was. Like, I I, I, I really can't tell you.
0: Almost feels like a waste of time. Yeah. Until you notice, oh, I'm not such an asshole today. That's
1: weird. <laughs> right. Well, well, so yeah. So check it. Like, my point is, like, in the span of 30 minutes, okay, yeah. say there are like maybe 10 times, okay. Out of 30 minutes, you know, I'm not going to do it. It's like once every three minutes, you are able to catch yourself and then go back to your breath or whatever, you know, like, I mean, if you want to judge, you could say you're a shitty meditator, (laughs) you know, or I could say I'm a shitty meditator, right? (laughs) But at the same time, in 30 minutes, in that condensed period of time, 10 times, I've taken myself out of my thoughts and said, Oh, wait a second. That's not me. I am the one driving the ship here. Yeah. And then I redirect back into my body. And maybe if that's only 10 times in the day that you do that, then so be it. But it's still training the mastery over the mind.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's funny because it's the experience has also been deflating, right? Because they're, 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 Parts and portions of it that are kind of sexy where you're in the throes of the meditation and, and you are breaking down into tears and you are working through some thoughts and you are having these quote unquote breakthroughs, right? Mm-hmm. But then like, like that starts to dry out, you know? And for me, having maintained the practice, it seems to have dried out a lot. And I'm, I'm trying to say to myself, oh, well, maybe I'm not doing it right now or maybe... Maybe there's something wrong. I'm not invoking this, or I'm not thinking that. I'm not feeling a certain way, but it's like, no, it's working. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like
1: definitely, definitely. You're not becoming as re, you're becoming as uh, uh, more more non-reactive. Exactly. And and one thing that I can say, having done like half a dozen of these uh, of these retreats now, you're know, like eight, between eight and ten days, is that there's A phenomenon of diminishing returns. Mm. The first one that I did was mind-blowing. The second one was, was like, uh, was veil lifting. And I had an intense, um, intense awakening from that, like this energetic, uh, like weight lifted from me and, and realization of my, my lineage and and like breaking of karmic chains like this shit was real i didn't i didn't think about it it just kind of happened as an insight after the fact yeah yeah you know like that was the result but um but but then after that what was interesting is that like i didn't quite have the same effect number three four five or six it was just like okay another step on the road yeah And obviously I feel better for it, but it's like it takes more to get less out of it. I see. But that's also okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think, Georgie? I think we've gotten, we've covered some really good ground.
1: I think so. I feel good about it. Um, I'm accepting my my situation
0: here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, dude. Yeah. No, we'll have to touch on this topic again, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's I mean, it's an ongoing process. Growth.
0: Yeah. You know, so that as, would be cool.
1: as, we've, uh, as we've discussed in the last 40 or so minutes, yeah. you know. but you um, say, Should we
0: wrap this thing up or what?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah it's been great, man. Definitely, definitely uh, keep this conversation up and keep sitting, man. It sounds like, you know, after a couple of weeks, uh, if, you're, if you're experiencing what you have or what you are now, you know, I look forward to uh, reflecting on this again in another month and Abs- see where we're at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No pressure.
0: Yeah, well, there's, there's, <laughs> uh, I just want to end by saying it's not – it seems kind of sexy at first, but after a while, uh, you know, it's uh, little, little rites and rituals that you just – you kind of have to honor and it's still it still may seem like a silly game right?
1: Yeah. Or like brushing your teeth. Like brushing your, Exactly. You know, it's like, well, it's just something I got to do. Every it's just day. something
0: you got to do every day. But like, if you can push through that, Oh, this isn't super sexy. I'm not having a breakthrough today. I think there's, there is value in that.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in, in my twenties, I used to have, uh, I used to do all kinds of different meditations and some of them, like I was telling you this Montak Chia inner smile meditation. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was groundbreaking for me. Sure. And I had never experienced a Kundalini rising before, but I did in that moment. Like, I'm not even sure I realized what it was. Yeah. But, but the problem with that was that it became a bar for me to try to achieve ah. again. You know, I'm like, yeah. Oh, so every subsequent meditation after that, was a disappointment because I didn't get to that, to that place of like achievement or something. And that's
0: the kind of mindset that you don't want to exactly,
1: exactly. Because it's about the journey, not the goal. Exactly. Okay, cool. Well, let's call it dude. Let's leave it there, man. Awesome talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. And if you like this podcast, give us a like subscribe. We're on a bunch of different platforms now and If you have any topics you'd like to hear us talk about and wax poetic on, (laughs) give us a shout. Please do. And we'll see you on the next one. Adios. That's a wrap.